What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Made in China podcast. My name is Mike, sitting here with Rico in our Guangzhou, China office. And we're here to record a quick episode about TIC. This is China. It's another hashtag. This is China episode. This is the, the second, you know, the sequel. This is China, the sequel. I was thinking about doing something like that. You know, this is China, the sequel. This is China, the trilogy. What happens after trilogy? It becomes like a... What do they call the Harry series? I think it's a series. I think the third one even would mark a series, right? Yeah, one, two, three. But it's, then, then it's not, that's trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, that's true. The but trilogy. then, but then they call. There's like another word, like not dynasty. There's like another word for, mm. you know, like it's a franchise. Franchise. It's a franchise that's at that point. Made, this is China. I know the fourth franchise. is the quadruple, but you don't really say that when it comes to movies. <laughs> you know, it's a franchise. Um, yeah, I think. We're gonna focus on uh, or travel. We were talking about travel. I I was recently in Nantong, up, up north, north um, east China, Jiangsu province, doing QC, and I visited a second factory, and it was just very interesting. I was there for five days, four nights, and Nantong is not a big city, and I was forced to do things that I would never do ordinarily. <laughs> uh, but you know, you have to you have to roll with the punches, you know. And uh, yeah, I just have some interesting stories around that. And Mike recently had like a horror story, <laughs> China Day travel experience. You say forced, forced to do why? Because of the business situation, or because you were where you were? Because or a little it's bit of both. both. It's both. Right. Um, both. Yeah, definitely yeah. both. Like I mean, yeah. No, I'll, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get <laughs> so into that. Getting getting sensitive. So maybe we should should also say not only travel, but also traveling to more remote areas of China. Yeah, sure. I think that's gonna switch on with this. Okay. Well, tell us about Nantong, man. What happened? You want me to go first? I thought you were gonna go first. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get these shots. We're filming. We're doing a video Filming cast. the podcast. Rico's reaching all over me. Well, no, we're not going to film the whole thing, but, you know. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Okay, so I'll start then. Um, you know, with the basketball work that I'm doing for first-time listeners, people who haven't heard me talk before, I also um, run a, a, a basketball company called China Ball Tours. Just listen to um, the basket China Mike. How China Mike makes bank with basketball. I think it was episode 16. Not sure. But yeah, I'll link it up in the show notes. A lot of the games that, that we play, a lot of the things that I'm doing take place in second, third tier cities, sometimes tiny little villages. And, um, you know, my first week back this month was was this type of situation. So I'll just lay out my travel schedule for you uh, over the course of, what was it, about three days? I uh, took a f- direct flight Chicago to Hong Kong, which I think takes a little under 16 hours. It's about 15 and a half hours. Got to Hong Kong late, 8.39 p.m. Snoozed, woke up early the next morning, traveled to Shenzhen, 
Um, that took about two and a half hours. We played a game that night in Shenzhen. And the very next morning, I'd say between eight and nine o'clock, we had to travel to Guangxi province, which is uh, west of Guangdong in Shenzhen, which was where I was at. Um, but we weren't just playing, you know, in, in, in you know, Nanning, which is the, the big city in Guangxi. We were four and a half hours southwest of Nanning. And uh, although the high-speed railway system in China, specifically South China, is fantastic, China is such a gigantic country that, you know, there's just no way the railway system is going to cover everywhere. So um, there was no way around it. This was going to be a 10-plus hour trip. So uh, the team that I was with, we decided to charter a bus. And, um, you know, within 24 hours of me landing from a 16-hour flight, we then took a 17-hour bus trip to get to the destination city. Arrived, I think it was 2, 3 in the morning. Woke up the next morning to play a game at 11. We left about 8.30, and we took a two-hour drive. Uh, the first hour was getting out of the city that we were in, and arriving to a tiny little village and the second hour was driving all the way up around down a mountain in uh in this tiny little village and we played this game at the foot of a mountain and um it was it was wild it was one of the dirtiest busiest craziest scenes i've ever been a part of the basketball court was set in between all these buildings and there was just Thousands of people around the court. People were covering the buildings. You know, people were popping their heads out of the windows of the buildings. They were sitting on the roof of the buildings with their feet out, watching the game. And um, it was just about as village as it gets. Uh, I have a video. I'll, 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 I'll try to post it along with this episode. But um, yeah, as, as far as travel and who, duration who, of travel, it was crazy. Who paid for you guys to go all the way out there? Like, what was the guy like? A hometown hometown hero? Does he own, nah, does no. he own the town? Like what's? No, it was actually a boss, a, a boss from Shenzhen. Um, How the hell? I play with I play with this team and arrange foreigners to play with this team out in Shenzhen, and uh, the boss is, you know, has has super loaded and loves basketball, so he he hires a team to play for his company year round, and um, most of the games that they play will be you know, within the Pearl River Delta, but sometimes he finds games outside to go and play. And this was one of them. He contacted this, this tournament and I don't think he knew what he was getting into, you know, even with, for the Chinese guys that we were with, this was out there and, and, and kind of a crazy experience. So what was, was it just the travel time that was the most difficult part about that? Or what was the most ridiculous aspect? Um, yeah, just the constant travel, the, the 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 traffic on the highways, you know, getting caught up in in a traffic jam, trying to get onto a bridge, and I don't know if you've ever been in a Chinese traffic jam, but if there's four lanes going down to one, all four cars, including you know any car behind them that can squeeze in any space, tries to jam the hole at the same time, mm-hmm. and then. Everybody sits there. Yeah. Nobody makes the move to back up. Nobody. There's no working together to try to get through. It's just jam yourself into the space and then honk the horn. So that delayed our trip another two hours trying to get over a bridge. But honestly, the craziest uh, thing was just that that trip 
and then the trip destination was this village where did you say like everyone looked alike everyone was like uh, yeah I, I wasn't gonna get into that on the cast but i didn't of, want to cousins uh, no, it's not even the chinese joke not the asian joke just like literally like they had family resemblance to each other i've been to villages where they tell me that everyone has the same last name yeah and and yes you could tell there was a uh, very yeah. very high level of inbreeding how, in this in how, this mountain you know, town how, how were they supposed to get out of the freaking mountain <laughs> like i mean like, you don't see dudes being like i'm gonna hop on my bicycle here and like go to the city I'll, I'll say like, this there was more slack jaws per capita than any other place oh, i've been in my life i'm gonna go with over oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> it was it was crazy and it was just such tight quarters the Mike's streets talking that crazy talk <laughs> there was the streets were so <laughs> tiny and it was just lined with street vendors and people hanging from everywhere and the second we walked down the street you know it's me big chinese team two other americans um who are both over six six so i mean you can just imagine the type of people just cameras on us everywhere and trying to trying to touch us and just non-stop ch- i love that part it's funny because i can understand chinese but when you're um when you're with these american guys who don't speak any chinese the people in these villages they'll come up to them they'll start talking to them yep and then when the americans are just shaking their head or they they can muster out like ting budong which means i don't understand i'd say nine out of ten times the response is to double down and speak more chinese <laughs> i just think it's so hilarious Every like time. i'm gonna make you understand <laughs> oh yeah so you don't where are you from let me just try again yeah so uh maybe yeah. if i speak slower that was that was the uh the travel experience and the fantastic i can't even remember the name of the village but it was it was something i will never forget landing in the uh base of the mountain to play that that tournament hey what's up guys just want to make a quick announcement here this is rico um we are hiring we're looking for summer interns in sfa if you guys are interested in having the experience of your life moving over to china for a few months uh learning how to make things make cool things uh, traveling around Southeast Asia, uh, specifically China, of course, but like, uh, you know, China's Guangzhou is located in a way where we're like an hour away from Thailand and Bali and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, just hanging out with me as well. Send, uh, go to the, our website, sourcemanasia.com slash intern. I'll link it up in the show notes and submit your application. I turn on a camera. Day in the life, the day in the life of, of Rico over here. All right. Um. So yeah, that my I guess my section was uh, the Nantong thing. For me, the most ridiculous aspect of being there was just like I'm right now. I'm so regimented with my diet and sleep habits that being in a position where I have zero control over my diet was like insane like I, I when i went to nantong i think i had lost like seven pounds i gained back like five it's in really the hard to days. eat when you're out on the road in china especially yep. in these small cities it's extremely difficult to find healthy options yep. and food that you and consistently it's, it's eat. worse when you're hanging out with a chinese boss who's constantly trying to get you drunk and drink beer and like you know mm-hmm. 
impress you that he knows how to order sushi. Like, <laughs> just give you cigarettes every 10 minutes. Yeah, no, you smoke. I don't smoke. It was like we had that conversation five times. Do you smoke? I, gotta, no, I don't smoke. I got a kid. One of the basketball players said it best because we were talking. One of the guys was like, you know, I get so frustrated. They yeah, always offer me cigarettes. Yeah, they keep on offering. They keep on offering. And he's like, you got to think about it like this. He's like, when the Chinese people see you saying no to cigarettes, yeah. they think it's like, you being thirsty yep. they're like well he's uh, not thirsty maybe, now maybe, <laughs> maybe in 20 seconds i'll offer him another cup of water <laughs> this, dude, this dude speaks very good english <laughs> okay, and, uh, okay. he asked me do you smoke i said no i don't smoke <laughs> yeah um it'd be better if you did yeah, yeah. mike you might be blocking my face I'm trying to trying to get this you know trying to get the sideburn bro <laughs> um anyways so what was i saying yeah, so the food thing was crazy. Just being in a position where it's like every night, first night was like sushi. This dude kept ordering, ordering, ordering. I'm like, dude, I'm done. He's ordering, ordering. I'm like, he's like, no, don't worry about it. Like, uh, don't worry. I'm just going to order. I'm like, man, like, who's going to eat this? Half of that food went like untouched, let alone like even the food that we started eating. I didn't finish it. And then, uh, you know, he got wasted and then <laughs> started to talk about like, uh, the order and I was like he got like a little bit angry it was a very weird experience and I was just like yeah this is not uh, this is not cool I just kind of like kept quiet I, by the way I have this footage as well I'm uh, I don't have footage of him getting angry but I do have footage of like the food and stuff I'm gonna be I'm gonna be making like a mini documentary and put it out but uh, the next thing was like um, I I was in Nantong for five days so like on Friday I was like, man, I'm clearly not going home. No, Saturday. I was like, clear. I haven't gone home. I'm losing the whole weekend. I usually work on the weekend, but I was like, I'm here. There's nothing to do. Let me go check out like a bar. But and prior to that, like this dude had taken me out, and I had a bunch of strange Chinese men feeding me beer and hugging me. And I'll explain that after this. But I ended up going to this bar and meet this guy, Chinese guy. Um, he owned the small bar and he's like, yeah, let me take you to another place. Like this place, nothing's going on. So he takes me to another place and they had like a special. They said like, oh, you know, um, we can give you like five, six Heinekens for the cost of like a hundred RNB, which is, is for a foreign beer. Like Heineken is a it was a good beer. It might not be Heineken, but it was like a foreign beer. So I paid them and then they bring over like six Qingdao's, which is the, one of the cheapest beers in China. And I'm like, Wait, local beer. Local beer. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I like Qingdao, but like, this is not what you promised me. And this it has to be a different price. So like, no, no, like, we don't have any Heineken. I was like, well, then give me the money back. He's like, no, no, no. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. We don't have any. Heine-. I'm like, dude, just, I just, I just got real with him. I was like, just tell me the truth, man. Like, are you going to give me my money back or not? Like, if you, are you fucking me? <laughs> <laughs> don't you fuck me. And, uh, he just like looked at me and said, man, uh, I, I can't do anything about what it. What am like, I going to do? I'll say, my well, hands are tied. He's like, it's my friend. And I'm like, all right, man. This is what I deserve. I, I deserve that 100%. Going to a Chinese nightclub in Nantong on a Saturday, like, I should have expected this in such a small city. And then the the next thing was, like, at some stage, some generic hip-hop song came on. I don't even think it was a Western rapper. I think it was, like, a Chinese rapper. And they looked at me and said, oh, foreigner, hey, come dance. Oh, hip-hop, you must like hip-hop. I'm like, no, 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 you guys go dance. I'm going to record you dudes dancing on stage 
dance for me monkeys and i was just like puppeteer and i was like no no, no i need more energy i need more energy so yeah I, I got one back you know it was revenge revenge for the foreigners <laughs> foreigners one chinese one um <laughs> then so okay so backtracking the same day chinese boss takes me to dinner once again by the way i hated this guy before the before the trip i built him up into like a villain and uh over the course of five days in in Nantong, he, he won my heart man it was like a it was like a romantic comedy or something you know five days in Nantong. and uh he took me to have dinner with his his family on the fourth night and friends and we had like a traditional chinese dinner it's like a round table kids wives all that stuff and uh at some stage this guy who was like a doctor by the way he was he was like i think he was a gynecologist but they kept on saying that he deals with lady parts and i was like which part and then he explained and then they were also talking about breasts but i was like no that you can't you can't specialize in both <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's either he's a gynecologist but he likes to cop a feel <laughs> yeah He's either, well, I don't know what the the, the, the term is for uh, breast cancer doctor, but like he's either like an oct- ophthalmologist. I think it's a breastologist. Bre- I <laughs> he's either that or he's a gynecologist. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, I was really trying to clarify with him and he just kept on like messing with me. And then the table really didn't understand. They were just like, he deals with lady parts. Mm. And they were very serious about this, but they were kind of laughing. I was like, I, I don't know if I trust him as a doctor. But um, at some stage, at some stage, we're like, you know, it's Chinese tradition. They had me like drinking beers and hugging the same guy, the same doctor dude. Okay. He's like, I like, I like you. This is on video. It's going to be on the, on the documentary. And it's like hugging me, uh, hugging me. And then another guy hugged me as well. And I'm drinking over this dude's shoulder. It was a very intimate moment, actually. Yeah. Like, you know, we kind of held each other, embraced each other. There's a lot of that when you start drinking with the Chinese bosses. He was... Uh, He's a bald guy, so I held his head gently, put my hand on the back of his head. That's sweet. It was it was nice. It was Glad nice. you're finding some affection out here. You know what, man? You know, sometimes you gotta go to the Nantong to find <laughs> real people. You know. So, anyways, that's my uh, hashtag. This is China. That's that's exactly what I was thinking about when I was doing it. I was like, "Fuck it." The hashtag. This is China. Man, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hug this dude. I'm gonna drink beer over his shoulder for the next five minutes, and uh, I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast in like a month. I also got an idea for another episode of just being like crazy boss stories. Yeah. From All nights right. out with the uh, the Chinese factory boss. All right. So what did we learn today, kids? Traveling in China can get crazy. You're gonna you drink a crazy. lot. You're gonna eat shitty food. Gotta gotta keep gotta keep patient the yeah. best you can. You're gonna have some man love. You gonna know, have some man love. Gonna man, have a gonna lot of villager, villagers trying to tr- trying to touch you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're get gonna... in your face. Get a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> mm. you're gonna have some uh oh so handsome oh so cool mm. uh, well going is like that when you first get in when you first meet people but yeah no i mean uh I, honestly like apart from the aspect of being forced to like eat bad mm. and drink so much if i maybe if i wasn't in such a regimented diet right now i probably wouldn't have had too many issues with it but it's like that aspect of just not wanting to be rude and then just not knowing where to get healthy food in general is for me was the the toughest part um and i mean mike knows like i'm pretty um regimented my routine in general actually a day in the life video is going to come out as well so you'll see that but like yeah that was tough for me man like just kind of being i was disoriented 
Like, yeah. By the end of the trip, I came home and I was just like, "What? What just happened?" You know, five days. I was I was only supposed to be there for three days, two days, yeah, one night. Tough. Living out there is tough, and yeah. and oftentimes getting there is tough. Just just the travel, the path you have to take to get some of these smaller cities where we play basketball or where we're going to check on factories is uh, that stuff. China's China's so big. Man, I like these This Is China episodes, man. I listened to the last one. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. Um, anyways, guys, if you enjoyed it, please reach out podcast at sourcefinasia.com um, at sourcefinasia on the Instagrams YouTube channel Source Fine Asia. I think I can put it out there. We'll see what happens. Maybe I, maybe I got too crazy. All right. See you guys. Take care. Bye.